a good Monday to you, T. Plouffe. What's going on? T. Rosie, how are you? My guy, you had a late night working last night. I did. I did. So, you know, I got done. I got home about 1030 or so last night. Then I had to prep for baseball today, plus my podcast I'm doing with Trevor May in about an hour. So that it never stops. I'm not going to complain. <clears throat> Throat might be a little shitty, but other than that, I'm good. You look great. Not really. I'm happy. I look average at best these days, but that's perfectly fine. And with that, I want to welcome everybody to the Monday edition, the final in-season edition, Monday edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by your friends at Dugout Mugs. You got to take those things off. They freak me out. I got to tell you. I want to see those eyes. I want to see those handsome eyes. Thank you. These eyes. First of all, special shout out to my uh, 21-year-old son, Josh. He's got a birthday today. He's probably not on the Instagram live feed because he's probably sleeping in. That's what happens when you turn 21. So there you go. Can't believe yeah. I got a 21 year Did he blow it out? Like go and do the whole 21-year-old thing? No? Okay, good. He did not. He hung out with his girlfriend yesterday and, um, and watched the Browns lose and then watched the World Series. Did you know there's a rule? I, I don't know if this a law, excuse me. I don't know if this is everywhere. But in Minnesota, my sister turned 21. We brought her out. Mm -hmm. Her like she turned 21 at midnight. They wouldn't serve her. What? The next day, they won't serve you the night that you turn 21. It's like a law. Like I guess to stop people from like binge drinking from 12 to whatever. Oh, all right. Interesting. Didn't know that that could actually happen, but uh, very, very interesting. All right. Let's get to it. You ready? Let's go. How shocked were you after Adam Duvall's grand slam and the Braves are up 4 nothing? that the Astros rebounded and we now have a game six? Scale of 1 to 10? Sure. Go for it. A 1. March 31st, Chris, you know the prophecy, baby. <laughs> you know the prophecy. It's it's here. It's ready to be fulfilled. No, I'm serious. Seriously, though, like, that was very shocking to me. I missed the Duval Grand Slam. So I, all of a sudden, I turned on my phone. I'm like, oh, crap. Hold on. Were you out trick-or-treating? I was just getting stuff prepped for the day for the kids and stuff. So I just happened to miss the start of the game. And I was like, holy shit, it's 4 nothing already. Prepped for it was five fifteen Pacific time. The day was two thirds over. What 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 prepping were you doing without watching the Duval Grand Slam? A lot, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you don't get. <laughs> Listen, I missed the freaking Grand Slam. I I look at my phone four nothing. I'm like, oh wow. I guess the Braves don't want me to have my prophecy fulfilled. But then the Astros came back, did the thing, and look, this is the Astros team that we expected all. World Series. I mean, the team that could go out and score runs that's never out of a game. So, in a way, I know they haven't been doing it. Like, they finally showed up. But in a way, I wasn't, I honestly wasn't that surprised that after that 4 nothing, they still came back and did it. And I don't think anybody really was. Like, especially because they answered right away. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But the Astros are a team that you really can't count out ever. I was a little surprised. Um, obviously, with Atlanta having to go arm barn games on consecutive days, that was, you know, it's just the more pitchers you run out there. And even though they've been really good pitchers in the playoffs, you're going to run the risk of having them, one of them not have a great day. And all of a sudden Houston can get back into that thing. So uh, like if I were to use your sliding scale on a scale of one to 10, I'd still, I'd still put it at about a four. You know, that place was rocking. 
you know, I mean, you've played in some stadiums where I'm sure it gets loud and where you're like, oh, my God, holy shit, what is going on here? That place was ready to explode. They were ready to party and they were feeling good about themselves. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I thought the Astros getting two back in that next inning was just enormous. And Correa yeah. said as much afterward. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about it next question because I have some stuff I want to say. But I kind of feel bad for Braves fans. They go to a, a game, a World Series clinching scenario, and it's as the second bullpen day in a row. The chances of them winning that game were pretty slim, if you really think about it. I know they had the momentum. I know that they had the home crowd on their side, all of that stuff. But to go two bullpen days in a row and, and do it against an Astros team like this was – we kind of knew this was going to happen, that we thought – Braves would win one of these bullpen games. They weren't going to yep. win. Yeah. No, I think they I think they were happy. They would have been happy to tell you when they got back to Atlanta 1-1, knowing what they would have to do in games four and five to get a split of those two games. Yeah. You know, even though it was right there for the taking, particularly after a 4 nothing lead, I'm still saying that overall they're probably looking at that saying, we did okay. Yeah. We did okay. All right, question two. What's the bigger deal, the Astros' bottom of the lineup getting it going or the bullpen putting up goose eggs after Framber Valdez exited? I think it's the lineup getting going. I mean, the Astros' bullpen has been pretty damn good, you know, all season. Yeah, it has been. So you take Bregman, which you talked about. They ended up moving him down to the seven hole. And he, like we said uh, a couple seconds ago, that second inning when they come back and answer after the grand slam is huge. Even to get one there would be big because now, you know, a three-run homer is plausible for this team. Uh, but to go ahead and get two and cut it like that, now you're just a bloop and a blast away. I think that took the pressure off, you know, the Astros team and the Astros offense and even the bullpen. You know, they knew they were right in the game the entire time. So I think the getting that lineup going, the bottom of the lineup going, getting Bregman specifically, you know, I know Maldonado had a pretty good night too, but I, I believe they'll probably stick with that lineup. Don't you? Like Bregman will probably oh. – Great length down there at the bottom. Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought that was the biggest at bat of the game, to be honest with you. Yeah. His double that he hit, that was enormous because I think you can tell me guys in a dugout know when a guy is struggling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it probably puts a little more undue pressure on everybody else to have to perform. But when it's a guy who's been locked into your three hole for as long as Bregman has been, and all of a sudden he gets dropped down four spots, that can't be easy on him. He understood it. Like, he gets it. He understands that he is, he's not playing well. He'll be the first one to tell you that. But at the same time, when he gets that, I could only imagine what the reaction was in that dugout. Yeah, I mean, they, they know how important it is to have a guy like Alex Bregman hot. You know, just another layer to their lineup. So that's exactly what they're thinking in that dugout. Like, that's our boy. He's done this many times before. Like, let's get one. Let him get a knock and get that confidence back rolling. And they'll be happy to have him uh, down there in that seven hole for sure. And let's be honest here. Martin Maldonado getting a sack fly right afterward was a huge at-bat for him because he'd been an automatic out virtually throughout the playoffs. And then for him to get three knocks, to drive in three runs when he had only driven in two the entire postseason before that, and also had that huge walk against Minter where he was crowding the plate, all big-time stuff. But I would be remiss if I did not give a shout-out to one particular member of the bullpen. I thought Phil Maton was huge in the middle of that game because that's where it could have gone a little sideways. You know, Houston had battled back, done their thing offensively, and then Maton gave them two shutdown innings. He did allow a few hits, but he struck out three. 
through 29 pitches, and he looked in control. Yeah, he's kind of been the sneaky good guy in their bullpen, the one yep. that not many people talk about. But, yeah, he stepped up for sure. Yeah. All right, we got more coming your way of the World Series. But a uh, quick reminder that Christmas is only now – going to change that – 54 days away. Christmas is 54 days away. And Dugout Mugs is staying on top of all the orders for you. So what you want to do, you want to go to dugoutmugs.com, use the code word JOMBOY, and start ordering today. We are already in the month of November. It is November 1st. Do your holiday shopping now. Because we've had guys that are placing orders, and they said it was going to take two days, and it took FedEx like seven days, and it's taken the Postal Service even longer than that. Let's clean it up. Do your holiday shopping for your friends and family. You can get the cool engraved mugs. You can get the cool engraved wind up. You can get the bottle openers. You can get the knob shots. All of it. 35% off if you use the code word John Boy. That's any better than any Black Friday sale you're going to see out there. And here's the thing. Black Friday sale, you got to wait until after Thanksgiving. Do not wait till after Thanksgiving. Do your shopping now. Thank you. Dugoutmugs.com. Code word John Boy. Live it up. You'll be happy. And so will your friends and family. Hey. What you're talking about, you're not lying to the people, Chris. I'm not. Everything I want to help them. I want them to save money and be happy because there's nothing worse than getting past the holidays and you're like, sorry, your gift's not here. <laughs> yeah. You have a printout of like the order confirmation. Here you go. <laughs> I've done that shit up. Let's go. All right. Uh, so the Braves, they started Tucker Davidson yesterday in the game. Got through the first, okay. Then in the second, he got in a little trouble. And Snicker tried to sneak him through that inning. Was that a monumental error? Or were you okay with the strategy? I think they were just trying to get more pitches out of him. Uh, like we mentioned before, second bullpen day in a row. Snicker after the game said they wanted to get like 75 out of him. I think they ended up getting 50-something. I don't really have a problem with it. You know, it didn't work out. So now we can talk about it and having to bring in Chavez and not giving him a clean inning. I think that's the one thing that – even though I, I believe Snicker thought he could get through the third inning. That's why he sent him back out there. But I think what we've seen is giving these guys clean innings is, like, the answer. You want to give these relievers um, a fresh slate to come in. We've seen them thrive in those situations. But I, I don't mind him trying to sneak him through, give him the bat, and having him go back out for the third. I don't. Well, here's the deal. I thought that when he got in trouble in the second inning, I thought that they should have gone to Minter. And I know that Minter, this was the first real rocky uh, appearance that he had, and he had it in the middle of this game. And who's to say that it wouldn't have happened in the second inning right there? But I would say bring in your guy, not your highest leverage guy, but a guy who is familiar with coming in real early in the game. He's the guy that replaced Charlie Morton on the fly in yeah. game one and wiggle out of problems. He's the guy who's gotten some huge outs throughout the postseason. If some – I understand what he was trying to do, right? Because he's got so many outs he's got to get with that bullpen. But at the same time, man, you put Minner in there in the second inning and you slam the door and now you only got 21 outs to go and you thwart whatever rally could have been. It's big stuff, dude. You're talking about bringing him in before you face Bregman and stuff. 
Hell yes. I thought you were talking about sending him back out for the third, giving him the No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm talking about when he struggled there in the second inning. You know, obviously the Bregman part was the key at bat there. But you got a four-run lead at that point, so you're thinking like, man, let's try to get through. Uh, yeah, now I understand what you're saying a little bit more. Um, I think you still got to let him ride there. It's it's difficult because, I mean, the guy's a young guy, hasn't had a lot of appearances in the big leagues, let alone a freaking World Series. So, right. you know, that's a lot of trust to give him. But if I'm Snit, I'd probably do the same thing. You know, you're like, my offense is banging. Let's go. We got to cover innings. We started you for a reason. Like, if we didn't think you can get through the uh, the batting order one time, we wouldn't have started you. So, I, I don't have a problem with it. All right. Can we get to something fun? What was the coolometer on a scale of one to five of Zach Granke's pinch hit single? I don't know. I got in trouble for making fun of pitchers, so I'm going to say coolometer one through five is a five. Pitchers are so cool. No, no, no. Wait, you can do – no, no. No, don't let the uh, public pressure – I want to hear why you were banging on pitchers. What's going on? I always bag on pitchers, especially starting pitchers, because they're kind of like prima donna-ish, like everything's about them. And this is nothing personal to Zach Grinke. In fact, I – Everything I've heard about Zach, people love him. So, like, this is nothing personal to one pitcher in particular. It's just pitchers in general. It's funny that we are having, you know, one of our five questions be about a guy getting a base hit. And that's why we're having the DH next year. Because, like, it's such a rarity that a pinch hitter comes in and gets a base hit because he's a pitcher. Okay. That's why. You don't, you don't think it was cool for just a little bit that he got a pinch hit? the day after starting a World Series game? That's cool. It's cool. Zach is cool. What he did is cool, 100%. And, and guess what? He probably saw me and Jimmy bagging on him about uh, – The jacket. The jacket. He didn't take the jacket. He said, hey, I guess – look, he's like, I'm not a pitcher today. I'm an actual position player, and position players are hardcore. I'm not that off starting pitcher anyway. That's exactly what he was thinking. I loved it. I thought it was cool. Whether or not you believe that he's the first guy um, – since 1923 when Jack Bentley did it twice in games one and four for the New York Giants because there seems to be a discrepancy with exactly how much uh, Jack Bentley hit back in the day if he was more Shohei Otani or if he was more like Zach Greinke in terms of how frequently he got to the dish. So I don't know. I wasn't around back then. All I can tell you is I'm not going to let somebody on Twitter suck the joy out of the game for me. I thought it was awesome. We were watching both the Sunday night football game and the World Series in our theater room at NFL Network. And everybody was like, hold on, Zach Greinke, is he pinch hitting? I was like, yeah, he's pinch hitting. Dude can rake. And all of a sudden, he hits that missile to right field. And everybody's like, that's cool. So when the guys who are just kind of fringe baseball fans are saying that's cool, that's kind of how I judge things a little bit. I think I don't I, – they use the wrong word. That's cool. I don't think they really meant that it was cool. It was more like, that's rare, and I got to see it, so – that's no, the, the word they – it's funny. The word they used was not rare. The word they used was, that's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> so – All right. Well, What's cool is, look, I'm glad that it's a guy like Zach Grinke that got the last hit ever as a pitcher, besides Otani. I, At least all over there. By the <laughs> way, I'm all over that. That one might go in my prediction jar. I'm going to hermetically seal that thing and put it in a time capsule. Love it. Okay. But it is not as good as somebody else's prediction, which could now officially come true. Now, yesterday, I, I, here's some good news for you. 
I think I startled you yesterday, and, and that's, that puts a dent in our friendship, and I hope it doesn't forever. When I told you that my degenerate gambling nephew, Andrew, computed the odds if you had placed a bet on March 31st of your prediction for Braves, not only to win the World Series over the Astros, but in six games. He said it was $25.6 million. So I said, Andrew, a lot of people are kind of giving you shit in the chat because they don't think that's accurate. He said, well, let me go back and compute it. He got back to me 60 seconds later. He said, I'm a moron. I computed it. It, it was a $1,000 bet, not a hundred. Okay. So let's remove a zero. So it's still right around between 2.2 and 2.5 million, depending on where you were shopped back then. Does that, that make you feel better? Was that a $100 bet? Yeah. So a $100 bet is still around between like 2.2 and 2.5 million. It doesn't make me feel any better. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Is there even a who would have even taken that bet? Like, is well, there like I don't know, man. You can bet anything. Of course, they would have taken that bet. Well, here's the thing about betting on baseball: is I might have to come out of retirement and show some little scrub what's up, so I can't bet on baseball because then I can't play baseball anymore. Oh, okay. I'm not retired yet. Okay. Caveat in this whole thing here. Okay. So. Um, are you excited? I guess the big question is, are you excited that your March 31st prediction is in play now? Yes, I, I really am. When I saw the Astros get ahead yesterday, I was like, okay, it's going to be a thing. I started talking to Jimmy and Jake about how we're going to handle this. We have some interesting ideas that we'll be doing. Uh, it's going to be a sweat, dude. Like, I'm going to watch the game very intently, and like, I don't even really care about what actually happens. I only care about myself tomorrow. Okay, let me be selfish for one day. And Braves, don't you dare win it in seven. I will be, <laughs> if the Braves lose tomorrow night, I promise you, I will be rooting for the Astros. 100%. So Atlanta, know that. You get to win. I'm rooting for you tomorrow night. I've been rooting for you this entire season. But if you lose tomorrow, I'm out. Houston, let's freaking go game seven. That's, that's awesome. Okay. That is funny. Okay. Um, I think that's fair. It, there is a part of me, though, with the whole gambling aspect, that if I had been in your position, I would be rooting for the Astros tomorrow because I don't think I could <laughs> go through it. But you're a good man. I think if the, it hits tomorrow, and this is true. I'm not actually sure. Maybe it's not true. In my head, it's true. I think I'll earn more than $2.5 million some way through this all. In respect? Yeah, like respect tokens, internet clout, some other stuff. I don't know. I'm just thinking like overall I'm going to I'm going to get that somehow. Okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, what do you have coming up on John Boy? <laughs> I got to go talk with the boys. Uh, we're doing talking baseball today. We'll recap the game, preview tomorrow's game. Uh then I got to film a sequence. So it's a big day today. What about you? Uh, I am uh, doing a rose rotation with Trevor May of the New York Mets. Uh, he's been streaming throughout. He's been doing a lot of Twitch, interacting with baseball fans. We'll see what's going on with him. Um, talk to him a little bit about the uh, the arm barn. See what he thinks about that. I I love talking to pitchers to just get their feeling about the name. I think it's just hilarious. Not saying I'm for the change. I just think it's funny that it was put out there. And once again, I love the name that at least Pete has suggested. I like I'm. I'm good with Art Bart. I think it's funny. If we if we ever had to change it, I thought it was good. It was funny. <laughs>
I feel like Trevor May will like the arm bar, and he probably has some other funny nickname for it. He probably does. He probably does. Uh, and other than that, I, I think that's about it. I'll see you back here at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific time as we will preview game six and kind of take a deep dive into what Houston's going to have to do pitching-wise because it's not going to be easy over the next two days if they are able to force a Wednesday game seven. So we'll see. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. It's go time, man. We only have two games left at maximum. Yep. Yep. This is it. All right, bro. Uh, Have a good time with the boys. Tell Jimmy and Jake I say hello and BBD as well. And we will see you next time here on Baseball Today. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Love you guys.